Hello, and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're kind of coming back on our second round of doing these topic-based episodes, and it's it's been really exciting. I, I've loved the shakeup of prepping for these as opposed to doing what we were doing with Daredevil, and it's it's been a new, fun thing to learn. Oh, yeah. You know what? There's an element of I miss watching the Daredevil episodes in, in with a critical eye and breaking those down. Mm-hmm. But I love that the uh, that Marvel has built a world that we have this kind of talking points and content mm-hmm. of like, hey, let's talk about this. Now let's talk about that. That has, you know, connections to the, to the MCU, but not, hey, let's just run through. Let's just talk about a movie. Um, and I, I love that that world they built built yeah i mean because the mcu is at a point where it's so influential now that it it affects not only within its own universe that it's creating but you know pop culture as a whole and it's kind of fun to kind of peek outside just what we've been focusing on with like you said with just daredevil and, and and broadening our scope a bit yeah yeah and you know what and and it's interesting because like i i love you know, talking about the movies, but those hypotheticals, you know, because that's stuff that as a teacher, my students ask me, you know, or like co-workers, that's stuff that we talk about are these weird hypothetical situations or things about the business side and stuff. And, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm really liking these, these side episodes. I, I don't know. It's fair to call the side episodes, smaller topics. What did we call them? Topic based. I think in our, hopefully this isn't revealing too much. Like in our own internal discussions, we've been calling these like the topic based and then the larger ones kind of like our premiere episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon but, now. <laughs> yeah. We've spoken into existence. So we have to uh, abide by it. It's okay. We'll just retcon things. Oh, yeah. We've done it before. Oh, we yeah. don't speak about that bonus episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> But uh, what about you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well as of this recording. Just finishing up summer. Um, all the finishing touches that I do to get back in the classroom. Um, which, again, I, we've mentioned, you know, off podcast and on podcast. Uh, it's going to be an interesting experience this school year. But I, I am eager to get started again. But yeah, uh, we wanted to go ahead and take some time here at the start of the episode to say that if you haven't already, uh, we would really appreciate it if you took the time to leave some feedback and a rating on whatever podcast platform you're using. Uh, It really does help the podcast and it boosts us up in the rankings uh, and gets us discovered by other listeners. Right. Um, You know what? We're getting, like I said, previous things. We get some interaction on Instagram and a little bit on Twitter and uh, just growing that audience just makes a bigger conversation. Um, and there's a lot of good uh, people out there to have conversations with that we're discovering. And something I want to say, I was thinking about this earlier. I want to make sure this is coming across. Like, I don't think it's the case, but just for clarity, when we, we're asking for honest reviews. Like, we're not asking for people to, like, only rate it five stars or just say good things. Like, you know, whatever feedback you have for the podcast, that, you know, that's definitely oh, what we're it's searching it's super for. helpful. Yeah, that's yeah. super helpful. But, of course, in today's... Topic-based episode, we're going to be looking at Marvel's use of trailers for the MCU. So we did take the time to kind of watch trailers from, you know, a a broad spectrum of of different eras in the MCU. And it seems like there is a spectrum of trailer usage in the MCU. 
Uh, you have situations like with the original Iron Man where it seems like the entire movie is given away within the trailer. Or you have situations like in Infinity War and Endgame where it's a lot more conservative. It even goes so far as to include scenes that aren't actually in the movie. Right. So I, I almost think of it as like going with the phases. Right. So if you think about what phase one is, that Iron Man to Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone back and watched all those trailers again. I've recently, you know, I've seen them all um, at some point, you know, throughout the years. But I feel like there you get your standard trailer. Phase two, I want to say somewhere at the end of phase two into phase three is where you kind of start to get their their change in use of trailers because you start to get those the YouTube... Um, breakdowns, you know, the, I'm going to watch it in slow-mo frame by frame, looking for every little thing that starts Mm -hmm. to come up. And then you get that impact because of that on the trailers that by the end of phase three is what you were mentioning of like, this isn't even in there. Mm -hmm. Um, intentionally so. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, so it's definitely, you see an evolving of trailers, and I, and I think some of that has to do with uh, fans and other content creators and what they're doing with these trailers. Yeah, I mean, it almost is kind of, you know, a sister approach to what we're doing right now with this episode discussing the trailers. Like, there are whole YouTube channels dedicated to, like, what you said, breaking down the trailer scene by scene and, and giving you all the clues and tidbits. And it's interesting because, like I said, I went back and I didn't watch all the the MCU trailers, but I, I tried to jump around. And you and I both came to the conclusion how appalling it was that so much was given away in that first Iron Man trailer to the point where, uh, you know, the Obadiah reveal is blatantly seen in that trailer. And if you're doing a scene by scene breakdown, you could figure out that whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like that's what I find interesting is like. Some trailers make movies look far better than they are. And some trailers make good movies look really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a show that I used to watch. Um, I mean, we're talking 2009 mm-hmm. to 2010, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the host was Robert Wolonski. Uh, I think he writes for Dallas Morning News now. At the time, he was a movie critic for the Dallas Observer. Um, and all he showed on his show on on TV was movie trailers, Mm -hmm. right? And and it was fantastic. I loved watching it and it was old ones, new ones. And as a movie critic, he loved trailers and you definitely see a style. Like if you go back and watch like the really old trailers from like, from movies from like the Mm sixties, I think one of the things you see with the MCU is they've evolved their own style over the past, what is it, 10 years? Mm-hmm. And I, I think you've even mentioned to me that there's some speculation, I think, I, I'm going to call it speculation, that that has influenced the entire market on how they, you know, cut their trailers. Yeah, I shared an article with you earlier uh, entitled Tenet Can End Marvel Spoiler Style Dominance by Sandy Schaefer. It's on Screen Rant, and of course, we'll link it in the description. But its whole premise was that Marvel has created the style where it's not revealing too much, and other movies are kind of adopting that. They they kind of pose the idea that Star Wars The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker did the same thing. 
but they were also kind of arguing that because of that, the the unwillingness to show that it's not giving the general audience enough to want to go see the movie. Uh, I think another example they used was the uh, the latest Blade Runner movie that came out. Right. Now, here's... And we mentioned this a little off-podcast. I don't fully agree with this. And one of the reasons why uh, Star Trek, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, back in uh, 2009... I need to re-watch his trailers, but Abrams... You look at Force Awakens... Um, you look at Star Trek and some of his other ones, uh, especially Force Awakens was, is where I was really mindful of it with the trailer. J.J. Abrams, his, his movies, the trailer usually is really good at peaking interest, but not giving away the large plot. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, or at least, you know, to my mind, like you get some, you know, story elements and, and some action sequences. But there's, it wasn't like, hey, here's the movie, here's the spoiler, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that was 2009. So that's that's why I say I, I think it had been done, or, or that style of trailer has been there before. Mm-hmm. It's just not as mainstream, maybe? It was a, a, a more of a rarity. Because yeah. I remember... Yeah. Because there's this, and even to today, there's this culture of people that will avoid trailers at all costs. Um, because there is the sentiment that they give away too much. So I think we are starting to see that pendulum swing where people are a little more conscious of it. Um, but like you said, it, it has existed before. Yeah. Um, one of the things I found fascinating as you start mentioning to give it away too much is I think it was James Gunn who specifically mentioned because of those YouTube type channels, when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came up, he was very aware of that goes on. Mm-hmm. And cut and tried to cut trailers intentionally. I don't want you to 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 proof that, but to try to avoid as much as possible giving away big spoilers or or things like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to try and frame my next point because that segues nicely into a question. Do you feel that that becomes deceptive in a negative way? One of the movies I was going to talk about is that Iron Man 3 kind of painted this really dark movie with the Mandarin. And, of course, when we saw the actual movie, there was a twist where the Mandarin that we see isn't exactly the Mandarin that was sold in the trailers. And I think that left a lot of people wanting in that movie. Right. Do you do you feel like the trailer is to blame? Or is it just the way the movie would have always been, regardless of how the trailer was cut? I don't let me think about that cuz in some ways there there was intentional deception right mm-hmm. um against we're assuming people have seen this movie but within the movie there was intentional deception mm-hmm. right like so that was part of the story um and so I know people that were fans of the comic and the mandarin mm-hmm. were were really upset what they did with that I liked it you know, yeah. and, and I, I think what's interesting about that one is they took it a step further in that not just the trailer, but when like Ben, from what I if I remember right, when Ben Kingsley would be on his shows, right, doing the, the talk show circuit, he talked as if he was the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when they would ask questions and stuff. So like there was so there was clearly a deception there. But 
I mean, let's be honest. I mean, The Sixth Sense. I mean, there was, you, you could argue that of any twisty movie that there's deception, mm-hmm. you know, in order to preserve the twist. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, that's where I don't buy it. Right. Right. Or, or that in terms of that being a problem. Um, now, I don't want to go too far down this road, but, mm-hmm. you know, mainly because I want to save it for the Iron Man 3 review. But if I remember right, Shane Black, one of the things the you know, writer director was doing was trying to take those concepts and spin it on its head of terrorism, domestic terrorism, playing with those preconceived notions of an iconography that sees Middle Easterners as terrorists mm-hmm. and taking that and spinning it on its head. Yeah. Right. And pulling that rug out from under us. Um, and I, to be honest, watching it, I appreciated it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I, that was, I don't know. I liked it. I liked that they did that. Uh, and, and I'll go into that. I'll save that for another episode. So, yeah. so in that sense, it didn't bother me either. Yeah, I think we've we've both established um, that we are really big fans of Iron Man 3. I know I personally put it in my top five. I can't remember exactly where you put it in yours. But it wasn't a movie that I was high on on the first watch. I remember being disappointed coming out of it. And a large part of it was because of how much I fell in love with the trailer and the way it painted the Mandarin. But I don't know how much I can fault the way the trailer was cut for that because that is, like you said, a reveal within the movie itself. Right. And so you get two different things here, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, there's this deception, so to speak, to keep that twist, right? Whereas in the in-game trailer, you had the big group shot of all them running together, which was clearly siege, not the in-game. In Infinity War. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> the hardest part about that is that I like I'm 80% sure I know that you mean Infinity War, but I have to wait just long enough to confirm yeah. it so I don't interrupt you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh. Well, the, you could say that there's deception, right? And they and and then and you're right, they had me suck suckered in of like, man, this is the Mandarin and and kind of built that up. I think that added to the twist. Whereas mm-hmm. like in Infinity War, when you had that the group shot of all them running together, that was clearly only for the marketing, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly after you saw the movie where that's a different type of thing. Whereas one, you're, you're holding back or giving the audience something different with the trailer because it's a twist. Whereas the infinity war, it's not to reveal, it's not to hide a twist because you could have still had that group shot and the ending be what it is. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's not, giving away any twist or end, but that was just clearly, we're just going to deceive you to deceive you. And I, you can even, I didn't feel bad about it though. I didn't feel bad about it within the movie itself, but I think we, we, I, I'm fairly certain we've talked about it on podcast, but we've talked about how there is an element where we felt like the Hulk might've gotten shortchanged a little bit between infinity yeah. war and Endgame. Yeah. He is featured prominently in that group shot running at the camera but in the movie itself, Hulk never makes an appearance again. And in fact, we don't see that Hulk, you know, the kind of the rage berserk Hulk, not the smart Hulk we get in Endgame, uh, except again. outside the time travel scene. And even then, it's just like quick, 
Like, you don't see yeah. it like you would have seen another big fight scene like he had at the beginning of Infinity War. Right. So there is kind of that element of the deception being like, well, hey, we didn't get that. And if you're kind of waiting for that scene of Hulk to reemerge, we never get it in the actual movie itself. Right. No, no, no. You're right. Um, well, and we can... I'm going to table that for a second and talk about... And I think we talked about this on podcast already. Um if not, we will. Uh, just uh, that Hulk to smart Hulk transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like it's towards the end of phase three where you start getting those intentional, you know, deceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, in- Endgame was something different. Like their tr- teaser trailer was very clever because they're using all the characters to do a voiceover of Fury speech. You know, there was an idea speech. Mm-hmm. Um, with old movie clips, mm-hmm. like by that point, they had built up a big enough brand that you can do that as a trailer, you know what I mean? And get away with it. Mm-hmm. And, and so like in the in game trailer and they even are up front, like none, everything in the trailer comes from the first 20 minutes. Like there, I'm glad you were trying to, to hold it back, you know, cause, mm-hmm. cause of what it was culminating in the end. Um, you almost it, can't show anything from the other ones. The, the right scenes. I don't know how I feel about that uh, with the intentional deception there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it took away from my Infinity War viewing experience, you know, but it, it's when you start getting that intentionality there. Uh, but again, they're they're having to play the game, you know, in terms of, of YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you have those content creators that are breaking it frame by frame, and when you know that's happening, you know, I mean, I mean, there was, uh, what is it, Honest Trailers? Uh, they had the Russo brothers on to talk about, to watch and react to the Honest Trailer video, right? Which is really cool. And they even mentioned how on that video, how there was conversations about how do you Honest Trailer proof this movie when making Captain America Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. right? So like if it's having that much of an impact, those type of content creators, I understand the need or the, the feeling that you need to walk that fine line of like, this is going on. I need to get, well, this is going on. So I want to protect from that, but I also need to give enough information to get your casual moviegoer. Who's not an MCU fan. Mm-hmm. Man, that really is such a tight rope. <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. it? You know, I will say this. Um, I do try, I do get annoyed, maybe disappointed like the there was a Spider-Man uh homecoming you know mm-hmm. the scene where where he's like yeah do you meet Captain America yeah i stole his shield scene mm-hmm. i don't remember where i saw it if it was a tv spot or if it was one of those things that where they're with interviews with the actors and they cut in scenes from the movies as well kind of promotions mm-hmm. but there was another line that that peter said after that, it was like, yeah, I stole his shield. Then there's a pause, and then he says, and then he beat me up. <laughs> you know, it, and it was such a funny line, but that wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was one of those things where it was like, that was one time where I would say something I saw in the trailer didn't show up in the movie, and I was immediately aware of it and disappointed. Yeah. And, and you know, and a lot of times it's just the promotional material that they get to use ends up not being the final scene they use. For example, I remember Avengers, the original one, there's that scene where Steve and Tony are going at it and he goes, you know, take away the suit, what are you? 
and you know Tony says genius billionaire playboy philanthropist and there's the tra- the the take they use in the trailer the cadence of it is a lot different than the one that was used in the film and it right. was just enough for me to like take me out of the moment to be like wait a minute something's different mm-hmm. and then you know you kind of have that that out of the narrative experience so that can yeah. kind of be a little annoying but i wanted to jump back to homecoming you cuz you just reminded me of a scene there was a, a scene of Iron Man and, you know, Spider-Man swinging and flying through the city that didn't even make it into the final cut of the movie. Oh, that was completely promotional. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was completely promotional. So. Um, and see, and there's another scene where that wasn't in there, but I didn't leave the theater thinking to myself, oh, man, where was that scene? Mm-hmm. Um, the way I did with that one line, you know. Now, having said that, what does that say about us? That, like, we've seen the trailers enough and remember that stuff? Because I'm imagining, like, the, average. the casual the casual, casual moviegoer, average moviegoer, you know, isn't having this problem. You know, that's a good point, because I'm kind of in the same space. What does it say about us, or maybe me, because this is going to be my, my defense. I, like, are we so, so much fanboys that, like, I was just thinking... Maybe even if I haven't articulated, I think there's a part of me that doesn't get annoyed because even if it didn't make the final cut, it almost feels the same way I feel about the end tags where it just kind of like exists in the interim, like mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the continuity, kind of like the one shots. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not part of the general populace like knowledge, but it does still fit within the universe. Yeah. So even though we didn't see the scene of Iron Man and Spider-Man, you know, going through the city, you know, you can imagine that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's there's two elements. There's that, which I think is perfectly fine. Um, but there's also elements where in the back of my head, I'm like, God, I hope I, you know, I, I'll get to see it eventually on deleted scenes. You know, mm-hmm. so so in my head, I, I guess the deleted scenes on features on DVDs have got me and maybe plenty of others who love to watch those things just train to, to just expect it. You know, like, yeah. oh, if it's not here, it will be there. Mm-hmm. Which which isn't always the case, right? So you know, as we've discussed the the use of the trailers in the MCU, I think that the natural um, place to go from there is what is your personal view on watching the trailers that come out? Like, as far as your philosophy for handling it, I'm so all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, at one time I'm watching the trailer multiple times, and as much of the content as I can get, I'm soaking mm-hmm. it up. Every trailer, every TV spot. I'm even watching the scene-by-scene or frame-by-frame breakdowns. Mm-hmm. As we get into phase three, and we're really starting to ramp up to the last two Avengers films, mm-hmm. and conversations with friends and, and whatnot, I start, I'm started backing off of that. I didn't make it all the way to the point where I'm not watching yeah, any trailers. because your cousin trailers. asked you to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> You know, but but I mean, even before that, like, but yeah, I was definitely at one point soaking up everything. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I try to fight it, I personally cannot resist watching the new uh, MCU trailers. Uh, I, I've told the story before where the, the day the in-game trailer dropped, like I ran from what I was doing at work to my dad's work truck to watch the trailer together. Mm-hmm. Um, but where where I think we differ is that I've never watched the like, scene by scene breakdown of the trailers 
just because a lot of the times, not always the case, but a lot of times the people who are doing that do have a pretty extensive comic book knowledge. So right. they kind of bring that in as a lens which with which they're viewing those trailers. And since mm-hmm. I'm not that big of a comic book person, um, you know, I try to preserve that little bit of uh, blindness going in. But I you know, do... Go ahead. No, you go. Well, I was just going to say, I do specifically avoid the TV spots, though, because of the spectrum of trailers that get released, because usually we have the teaser trailer, full trailer one, full trailer two, and then TV spots. The TV spots, to me, are the ones that reveal the most, which I have a story right. for that, but I want to segue back to what you were saying before I get there. Okay. the <laughs> One of the things about watching those, those frame-by-frame breakdowns... Uh-huh. One of the things I noticed in in the ones I watched, they would always put a spoiler warning, you know, and they're and they're and they say this is speculation, you know, but just in case I get anything right, spoilers. Mm-hmm. I don't. The fact that they've gotten really good at it mm-hmm. has made me stop watching those yeah. beforehand. You know, because because at first I'm like, you're just speculating, and it's fun to have the speculations. Um, but the better they get at it and the more likely they're able to hit it in terms of what's actually going to happen, um, that actually drove me away from their content. Yeah. And it, it's hard because there is an element of like speculation is fun. Like I, 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 you and I have done it multiple times, Right. but you almost have to have this established level of like playing field for speculation. Cause like you said, if it does get to the point where like, well, Hey, you're just outlining everything. then it's like, well, this isn't that fun. Right. So it's, right. it's, it's hard to kind of meter that. Yeah. No, 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 it is. It is, you know? And, and so you, I mean, yes, you really have to decide, do you, you know, how spoiler free do you want to be, you mm-hmm. know, um, or how much of the what you know? I guess there's two. There's just to go very simplistic. There's two ways. There, there's a how do you want to be spoiler free, or b do you want to be part of that conversation that deals in speculation and the what ifs and all this excitement that when you do watch it, you're like, oh, is this going to happen? What I've been thinking about this whole time, you know. And if that's going to take away from your your viewing experience, then you know, you should probably be in the the first camp. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I was saying, like, circling back to my point about the TV spots being the most spoiler-filled ones, the, the the I remember the moment I swore off them was for Ant-Man, where in the first Ant-Man trailer, one of the TV spots revealed that Falcon faces off with Ant-Man, which I would say was right. kind of held as a surprise in the moment because it kind of leads into it and it's just like bam there's falcon but i accidentally yeah. saw the tv spot before the movie and, and that was just kind of like a moment that was taken away and i was disappointed in that um but as i'm thinking through it it kind of makes sense that the tv spots are the ones that have the most spoiler field scenes because the diehard fans are going to be there for the teaser trailer and the first one and the second one but the tv spot really is geared towards that final push of getting you know, the last bit of the audience that hasn't been convinced yet to get to the theater. So, you know, that's why I try to avoid those. Yeah, because, I mean, you get, there's two types of TV spots. You know, I mean, they're the shorter, and then there's that last push right up before release, but there's that other push after that's been reviewed in releases, where it has, like, you know, the text of what the critics say, and then the even more one footage. Movie in America. Yeah, yeah. And then even more footage. See, man, you need to do 
voiceover. <laughs> Anyways, but, but even more footage gets put into those, you know. Yeah, I can go out in this limb with you. I remember thinking like, wow, I can't believe they showed that for in-game. I guess like after the second week, after everybody who's going to see it has seen it, Right. They they showed the scene, the portal scene, where everybody's like running towards Thanos' army. And it's like, my God, I'm I'm so glad that I've seen this because otherwise that that gives away yeah. a huge moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering I don't have TV at home since, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 2009? <laughs> 2010? So <laughs> I haven't had TV since then. Like, the TV spots is easy to stay away from. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like, that's who they're trying to grab. So, yeah, that's going to do it on our episode regarding Marvel's use of trailers in the MCU. But, of course, we do have our question of the week. Uh, Jude, what links have you gone to to avoid trailers? Um, okay, so a good friend of mine has sworn off trial trailers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I haven't quite got there yet. I have reduced myself to the teaser in one trailer, mm-hmm. right? Well... I I kind of cheat on that and do both trailers sometimes. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, and and there. But like, I I think, and I mentioned the episode, like, getting away from watching the breakdowns, mm-hmm. right? Um. But I just, I haven't fully committed yet to avoiding those trailers. Now, I know students will like as a teacher, students will ask. Hey, have you seen this new trailer beyond those? And I'm like, no, I've seen my trailer quota. I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 but 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 you got to see this. This uh, no, I don't want to know. No, stop. Shh. You know, <laughs> you know, kind kind of thing. And so and so, I'll I'll halt it there. Um, I've tried. I forgot uh, what movie was it that I tried that on. It was a Phase Three movie. Um, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Mm-hmm. Where I tried. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. No trailers, no trailers. And then finally it's like, I got to see it. I, I, it's it's like having a fix. Like I I had to see it. Mm-hmm. So, so what about you? What was, what, avo- what links have you gone to to avoid trailers? So my, my answer is less about the length I went and more about the breakdown of my conviction. <laughs> because (laughs) and i say conviction which is too strong of a word given how this story plays out but like i said i've you know i've done my best to try and resist but like you i watched the teaser trailer say i'm only going to watch trailer one but end up watching trailer two but i think the real the first like dilemma i came up with is before avengers infinity war had any promotional material as far as trailers out there was a comic-con panel where they showed the trailer to the people in the audience. Well, somebody was able to record it on their phone and leak it online, and I still remember specifically being in bed just browsing Reddit when it got posted to the Marvel Studios subreddit. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a brief moment where I was like, I shouldn't watch this. Like, this isn't right. <laughs> and so eventually I failed, and I opened up the trailer, got like half a second in, and then I closed it. And I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> A couple minutes later, passed by, I opened up the trailer again, and I watched about 20 seconds, and then I was like, no, I can't do it, and I closed again. <laughs> I think I did that four times before I find, like, each time just getting a little bit further in the trailer until I finally watched the full thing, and I just remember sitting there just kind of, like, feeling bad. Right. And the, and the worst part about it is that because it was a leaked trailer from Comic-Con, it was recorded, like, just outside of somebody's, like, jacket pocket, and mm-hmm. so you only saw, like, at a tilt, maybe 
a quarter of the screen. Right, right. <laughs> and so I honestly didn't see all that much, but there was there was just the failure of my convictions that was making me feel ashamed. <laughs> it's like you said, getting the fix. Like I felt bad that I couldn't even wait. I'm yeah. assuming the trailer came out like a couple months later. I couldn't even wait the couple months for the yeah. full one. Well, that, that was Infinity War, right? Yep. No, that wasn't a couple of months later. Was it? How long well, did it take? Because that, that was San Diego Comic-Con, right? Right. Which would have been July-ish? Right. And we got that trailer in March. Okay, well, maybe right? I don't feel what, was, so wasn't it? Wasn't it March? It had, be, because we talked about the spring break where I downloaded the trailer. Yeah. And then you came over and we watched it. So, yeah. yeah. Unless, it was a, unless it was another trailer that was dropped sometime in the fall. Kind of like they did with Endgame, right? A trailer <laughs> in the fall, then one in March? I'd, I'd have to see. But, yeah, it wasn't. No, it was a good couple of months. It was more than just a month. Okay, well, then I feel less bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's about as far as I've made it, avoiding trailers. That's all right. But, yeah, we uh, we want to hear from you, uh, whether you want to chime in with your thoughts on Marvel's use of trailers in general, or if you'd like to tell us your stories about avoiding trailers in the MCU, you can always reach us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter or Instagram, or if you'd like to write an email, you can always write in at mcuneedtoknow at gmail.com. And again, we'd appreciate it if you leave us a review and a rating. It really helps getting the feedback. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, two stars, one star, five stars, any feedback is helpful for us to build uh, better content for you. Um, and of course, share with a friend so we can help grow and have a bigger discussion. Yeah, and we'd also like to give a special thanks to Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. Uh, if you want to find more of his original work, you can find his SoundCloud linked in the description below. He's got a lot of great music that you should check out. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for doing this, Jude. Thank you, Trey. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Okay, I'm recording. recording. Am I? Yeah, I'm recording. Yeah, me too. Okay, you ready for the countdown? Yep. One, two, three, go. I don't know what it was, but me saying one sounded really off. Yeah, yeah, we should start that over. Um, Wait, it, really? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we are what thirty <laughs> seconds into this recording and we already got an intake. <laughs> Oh, my God.